0: So first, I want to preface this by saying, yes, I love Pixar movies. I'm a big Disney fan. Me and my wife are real big Disney people. You know, it's just, it's just movies in general. You can't be a movie fan and a movie buff, to me at least, and not like everything that produces these movies. So... I'm a big Disney fan, I was a big Pixar fan before they were brought out by Disney, even now after the fact, they're still pushing out really good, high-quality content, in my in, in my opinion. Now, this film, Turning Red, which came out, um, I want to say sometime in the mid of last year, maybe the beginning of last year, I don't remember exactly, I've seen this movie three times so far and still haven't done the entry for it. It's been sitting on my list for a while, and just about a week or so ago, I sat down and I made my wife watch it. Well, not made. I just, you know, we go through movies and sometimes we see it there where we go, oh, what do we want? We want a horror. We want something lighthearted. Turning Red popped up. And I'm like, have you seen that yet? And she said, no, really, I haven't. I'm like, all right, if you're up for something that's not too heavy, I think this is a perfect film. So we sat down and watched it. And, yes, it's my third time watching it. Two times beforehand, I had to watch it because I was working with children at the time. So in two different um, uh, like classrooms or houses, they were two different groups of kids watched it, and I sat there and watched it with them for the first times. So for the third time, I watched it with my wife, and I still kind of have this appreciation for it each time. It's not a movie that I would automatically go to. That's uh, that's not saying that there's anything wrong with the movie itself, though. I do know. <laughs> That the movie wasn't received very well, which is a bit shocking, to say the least, because it does have a fairly good undertone and message to its story. And that's what Pixar really tries to do with their movies. They try to have this underlining story or this underlining moral compass that they try to, like, signify. And the one for this is just kind of -of coming-of-age teenage girl, which is really good because there's not a lot of that out there and I think this is a really good depiction of that to to me at least especially when it comes to the idea of the cultural impact that the main character has you know with her uh, with her um her asian background and how that family kind of is with her and how like there are certain things that happen to her in the film that makes sense in her culture And she's a teenager and she's going through all these things and the kind of idea that the panda is just this sort of metaphor, I guess, for either puberty or uh, like angst towards your family. There's a bunch of meanings that people may or may not kind of take from it. I don't actually know if the red panda has any sort of um, Chinese mythology connection to anything. I haven't really looked into anything of that nature. But what I what I do know is that even with all of that, this film really wasn't successful. Like I looked it up and I think the budget of it was like 200 million or something like that. and I think it only pulled in like 20 million. Like it's really like a, a big fail on part with what Pixar usually does, especially just Pixar and Disney. It's really the bottom of the barrel as far as that's concerned. Uh, Ratings-wise, like reception, like I don't think it's got the worst ratings in the world. Some places give it something like fifty out of a hundred. Some places, it get, I think like a Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's like ninety-five percent. But then you go to like IMDb, and it's like two out of ten. So it's very much, very much a mixed bowl when it comes to who's viewing this and who's kind of giving critiques on it. And for me, I I enjoyed it. Like, every time I watched it, I didn't find myself not enjoying it and not saying that, oh, this is a good movie. It's definitely not a go-to, like I said, because I have my set list of Pixar go-tos. Number one is usually Brave. And I don't care what anybody says about that. Brave is my fucking movie. It's better than anything else they've put out over something like Inside Out. Brave and Inside Out are definitely a top two for me when it comes to what Pixar is dishing out these days. With that being said... It still deserves a little bit of credit because it is still unique. It's not saying that it can't be done already. I'm pretty certain this isn't going to get a sequel of any kind. And the only real anything else it's gotten is they took the band that the um, the character is obsessed with, May. The, uh, the, the band 4Town, I believe it's called, or 4chan. I can't remember what it's called. But they took that band... And they're making like actual music for them, and they're producing like an actual album or something. Something's coming out when it comes to that band. That's the only thing that this thing, this film has really led to. Other than that, it has one thing coming up that I think is really unique, and I don't I don't know why this is a short lived thing, but apparently from what I read, uh, the Disneyland in Shanghai. For a limited time is going to have the the the, uh, the mascot for Red Panda May when she turns into the big Red Panda. They're going to have a mascot for that running around for like six months this year. Only two things that has come out of this film. I don't necessarily blame it on anything except for... It's, it's meant to hit a very niche group. You know, if you have mothers that want to show it to their teenage daughters or even their younger daughters, it's going to hit with them. You have movie fans that are like me. It might hit with them. You might have other movie fans that are like me that it's not going to hit to. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm going to give it five stars. I'm going to give it a hundred percent, but I'm also not its target demographic. It's target demographic should really be who kind of focuses on whether or not this is good and again, I'm going to say, this isn't a lot of their go-tos. Like, a lot of kids don't really go to this as far as I can see, and it's not really something that's even brought up a lot. And it's one of the more recent Pixar films. I feel like after this, what's coming on after this? I believe the only other thing I could think of is the Lightyear movie, which... I don't remember how successful that was. I actually haven't seen that one yet. I think it's a bit late in the game for a Buzz Lightyear movie. Like, you did four Toy Story movies and never once did the Lightyear movie. And now after they're all done with Toy Story movies, you're trying to still make that count. So I'm not really giving Lightyear a lot of attention. But I think that's it. And I don't think that's hit very well either. And that's about it. I think before that, it was Soul and Onward... Toy Story 4, Incredibles 2, like you're talking about a slow and steady decline that I don't know if it's a if it's a good thing if they're not picking up anybody's and any sort of good reception like what? where's the good reception for pixar anymore and i've truthfully f- really believe that it kind of died out slow shortly around toy story 4 i don't remember how good toy story 4 went and i should probably do a- an entry about all four films that'd be really good but i do believe it was vastly successful and then after that uh i think there was a film luca which went straight to stream uh yeah you, ha- you had that film about the brothers uh, onward that was a little meh i think i actually have to do an entry on that one too but i i, I don't remember that film all that well because it, again, it's gets it's meh soul uh, i remember soul uh that was the movie about what if souls had a feel like what, what's that running pixar joke you know what if wood has feelings what if cars have feelings what if feelings have feelings soul is basically what if souls had feelings so th- i think that was a really good film that's probably a very underrated film in my in my perspective I do a soul entry. I should do a soul entry, too. I should do a whole Pixar entry. But right now we're just I'm getting a little off topic because we're talking about turning red. And we're talking about this the slow and steady decline because again, you've got two so far back to back So you got turning red and light year that haven't really hit home for anybody. Elemental is the newest one they have coming out, and they really have to kind of step the bar up and hope that, with Elemental, which is basically like, what if fire and water had feelings? <laughs> they basically have to do something with that. And I don't know if it's going to hit as well as anything else that's kind of done in that same area. However, I also hear talks about an Inside Out 2. So if they don't make it work with Elemental, Elemental's just got to coast a little bit until Inside Out 2 comes out. And then, Pixar would really make a good comeback with that. Because I think Inside Out is a great movie to do a sequel of because you don't necessarily have to do those same characters. You can just do another set of somebody's emotions and have them connect in that universe in some way. Of course, they're not going to do that because they don't take it that seriously. These are, again, mostly a demographic of kids' movies. But I do love these movies. I do love Inside Out. And I think the majority, you know... Incredibles 2. Oh my goodness, Incredibles 2. I should do an Incredibles 2. I... I'm coming up with more ideas for more entries, and maybe I'll get to them, maybe I won't. Like, I have a long-running list of these films, and I will eventually get to them. But for now, Turning Red is definitely something to keep in the back pocket, but I don't think it's worth kind of putting on your, your Pixar playlist, if you will.